What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into the news, alright? Let's go. Alright, guys, so... Last night was UFC 257, and obviously it was headlined by the return of Conor McGregor, facing off against Dustin Poirier for the second time in their careers, six years after their first fight. And if you know me, I'm a huge fan of Conor McGregor, have been for a really long time. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it done last night. Dustin Poirier stuck to a game plan that would basically take away Conor's leg, and that would basically compromise him throughout the early part of the fight. And then that would progress into the second round where Poirier was able to make it so Connor wouldn't be able to have his mobility at the point that he needed to in order to be effective. And he ultimately was trapped into a corner and got knocked out by Dustin Poirier midway through the second round. And obviously very disappointed that Connor couldn't get it done. And <clears throat> it's not like he fights that often anyway. So, like, it's kind of like a big deal when he does fight, especially for someone that's into UFC and the fight game, such as myself and, like, every other fan that's like myself. Like, anyone that enjoys watching fighting enjoys seeing a Conor McGregor fight more than anything in the sport. And... I honestly was kind of stunned when it was occurring. I saw it happening, and obviously he wasn't checking the leg kicks, so that will give you an immense amount of pain and damage to your muscle in your leg because that's essentially just like another person's bone like tearing at your muscle. So... He wasn't checking those kicks, and then ultimately it was the downfall of the fight for him because he wasn't able to be as agile and quick and wasn't able to throw kicks that he was teasing on Instagram and stuff like that. He was ultimately compromised by Dustin Poirier. And... Some post-fight analysis. I was obviously watching the post-show with uh, Dana White giving his remarks on what happened during the fight. And he honestly doesn't know where Connor is going to go from here. I, I mean, like, obviously, like, you don't want to see Connor retire. He's the biggest superstar that's ever been in the sport of MMA besides, like, 
I mean, like, overall, he's the biggest superstar. But, I mean, like, besides, like, Chuck Liddell or, like, John Jones or Brock Lesnar or somebody like that that has, like, the big fight draw appeal and, like, the mystique of Conor McGregor, he's going to have to figure out if he is really going to stick to his word and continue to be active in the UFC or if he's going on to other ventures in the fight game like a um, potential fight with Manny Pacquiao a boxing match that could potentially be happening obviously now that's in jeopardy because he has to uh, heal up And with him going off and now having to recover, the UFC lightweight division is now progressing. And Dan Hooker left his gloves inside the octagon after he suffered his loss to Michael Chandler last night. Michael Chandler really showed that even though that he was a three-time former Bellator lightweight champion, that he can hang in the UFC and he's capable of doing so. And he showed that last night by destructing Dan Hooker in the first round. And that would basically be the fight of the night. That was the performance of the night. It was a very quick fight. And Michael Chandler was very impressive. And now he's going to be a top contender, being that Connor lost. So it's looking like he's going to be fighting Justin Poirier for the number one. Contender fight, I mean, that could definitely be an interim or a title fight, depending on if Habib Nurmagomedov doesn't come back from his um, hypothetical retirement, which he has been on a little hiatus with since he beat Justin Gaethje. And obviously... That would be a good fight, too. But overall, very disappointed that Connor couldn't get it done. Me and my dad were even joking about it the night before that we were going to drive to New Jersey or something, like place a bet on Connor, (laughs) try to cash out. And I'm glad that we didn't, though, but, yeah, seriously. New York, you guys need to fucking legalize FanDuel, so, like, you guys make a lot of money. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, but my dad was like, yo, you want to fucking go to the fucking FanDuel fucking shit? I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, like, we could go and, like, crazy odds to, like, on, like, a first-round knockout. It's like, yeah, well, 
that didn't happen, so saved us a trip. But Connor seemed like he was in good spirits after the fight. I obviously watched as much post-fight stuff as possible. And he was just giving Dustin his props. Like, he got the best of him. And he had a technique that took out a part of his arsenal that he wasn't able to established in the fight he wasn't able to go at him with kicks because his leg was fucking exploded in his fucking his calf was destroyed by these calf kicks like once he fucking found that his leg was somewhat hurt like he didn't let up on it at all he just like kept going So, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what Connor chooses to do in the future. And he said that he wants to stay active, being that, like, last year he only was in the octagon for 40 seconds, and then... Obviously, putting on a at least a little bit longer of a performance last night. And he definitely did show that he is still an elite uh, striker. And he's able to evade some strikes. And he was able to get out of some of Dustin's wrestling takedowns. But... Overall, it was a good fight. Congrats to Dustin Poirier. It's a true underdog story. And um, I guess we'll see where he goes from here. But it sounds like that he wants to... Wait and see... Because he doesn't think that Michael Chandler is worthy of just being inserted right into the title picture because he came from Bellator. I mean, like, that could be said, but, like, he proved last night that he took out a top guy in Dan Hooker that basically was a very scary opponent to most other people that were going to be facing him. So, I mean, he shouldn't really be looking at it like that. Like, Michael Chandler against Dustin Poirier would be a great fight. So, some other fights were announced. And uh, Stipe Miocic, the champ... Heavyweight champ is going to be facing Francis Ngannou in a title rematch at UFC 260. 
Tyron Woodley is going to be making his uh, return at UFC 260, taking on Vicente Luque, both two very established UFC veterans. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good fights. And, obviously, the winner of the Miocic-Shangami fight is probably going to be fighting John Jones because, like, he's going to be inserting himself into the mix at heavyweight this year. And he obviously wants to become a two-division champion like all the other greats. And he's already one of the GOATs. And obviously receives a lot of criticism for some shit that he's done and the way he lives and chooses to go about his business and shit. But John Jones, like, if he gets his stuff under control and motivates himself, he can be back at the top of his game and take UFC back by storm. And there were some points in the last couple of years that we didn't even think that it would be possible to see John Jones again because, like, he was having a really rocky relationship with Dana White. And I guess, like, he's done some thinking and has been getting better with himself. So, John Jones in 2021... Let's hope that uh, he could have a good year. Also looking forward to uh, Sean O'Malley's next fight. He has a good podcast. It's called the Timbo Sugar Show. It's basically like Sean O'Malley's version of like Joe Rogan. But it's like him and his coach. And like they talk MMA and stupid shit. So. He's saying that he hasn't heard anything about his next fight, but he's an exciting fighter, obviously. He can knock somebody out with one fucking punch. And uh, he was obviously the uh, hyped-up fighter for some time, and then obviously lost, and people kind of went on a downtrend, which is kind of a uh, trend in the UFC world, MMA community. Like, when a fighter loses, like, fans are, like, fair weather with them and, like, they'll stop being fans of them if they don't win every single fight. And that's something that can be correlated to just, like, any day life. Everyday life, rather. Sorry. And uh, just by... You can't be in the mindset that you're never going to lose because like, if you're never going to lose, like you're setting yourself up for failure. If you expect that you're going to be the best at something, even though that there's a million other people that have been doing the same thing as you. And it's like, you're living your life to the best of your ability to make yourself a happy person and go about your business and, do as much to make yourself feel as complete as possible. And the 
toughest competitors are the ones that can come back from injuries or losses and then can prove how tough they really are is how they come back and fight. And that's one of the reasons why I love watching fighting is because, like, in my life, like, I've been through some hardships and felt like I've been knocked out before and knocked down, theoretically, not uh, realistically, but I've been through shit that made me really question who the fuck I was. And I feel like people have to go through adversity in their lives because, like, if they don't, then things are just going to be too easy. And then when things decide to hit you at one point in your life or not, like, if you've been sheltered from a certain situation that has been unbeknownst to you, It's just going to make you feel it a hundred times worse than not understanding what some people have to go through. Because some people think that they're just born better than other people, and that's not the case. It's like, unless like you're a billionaire, that can be the case. It's like, if you're just a regular person, like it doesn't really have anything going for them. And, like, you're not uh, trying to better yourself, other people. You're uh, belittling other people. Like, all the fucking kids that I went to fucking high school with and fucking dumbass motherfuckers think that they're fucking hot shit. They're not anything. If anything, they're, like, blue-collar workers with nothing against them. But, like, fuck them. Like... The kids that decided that they were going to make me feel like shit when I was in fucking high school. And I'm more self-aware than most of those people are. And I'm way more in tune with what's actually going on in our world. So, for all those kids that gave me shit in the past and tried to get in my way of me becoming a positive person go fuck yourself and this has been an episode of one stop shop and never fucking let anybody make you feel like you're a second grade fucking citizen because I'm gonna fucking prove people wrong until I fucking die and that's no time soon and you can't let Fucking small-minded individuals who were raised by fucking incompetent parents affect the way that a good person who was raised by positive people lives their life. So I'm going to continue living my life and going through each day like it's my last. And I am one tough motherfucker, and nothing phases me anymore. And I'm not fucking afraid of anyone unless you have a fucking gun in my face.
And that's the real deal. I've been knocked down too many times, been through too much shit, and there's nothing for you to fucking worry about if you fucking know who the fuck you are. And I know who the fuck I am. And I'm Michael fucking Pallet. And I'm a good person. I care about people that care about me. And I don't have time for people that don't give a fuck about me. Because at the end of the day, you are who you surround yourself with. And if you're not happy with who you're surrounding yourself with, you have all the opportunities to do something about who you fucking want to be around, and how you want to make yourself a better person. And I've been trying to do that, and if someone's making you feel like you're not worth it, tell that bitch to go fuck themselves. This has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace the fuck out.